It's called the Protecting Cyberspace as a National Asset Act, and it's a bill introduced Thursday by Senators Joseph Lieberman, Susan Collins, and Tom Carper. If enacted, the legislation would radically change the way the federal government tackles cybersecurity. Hello, I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. And hours after the senators introduced the long-awaited bill, I caught up with one of the most knowledgeable people in Washington regarding government cybersecurity, Jim Lewis. Lewis is a senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies and project lead for the highly regarded Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. I asked Lewis what he liked about the bill and what he disliked about it. Oh, I I generally like it. It does a lot of things that need to be done. You know, I'd say there's three issues that they're going to have to work through. Issue one is it's it's still kind of complicated. I mean, I screamed last night. I'd seen an earlier version that was only about 60 pages, and last night I got a version that was 197 pages. It's like, what happened? They need to sort of decomplicate it a little bit, especially when they get into prescribing some things for DHS. Second issue is the relationship of how the new DHS thing will relate to the White House, how it will relate to the rest of the department. I think that's going to need some more scrutiny. How does it relate to the Undersecretary for Infrastructure Protection? What's the relationship to OMB and to this new cyber office at the White House? Not impossible issues, but ones they're going to have to think about. And DHS can do certain things, and there's other things it can't do. So they need to maybe take a step back and ask, what are good missions for DHS? How does it fit with the other things you're talking about? The third thing is the regulatory structure, which is great. It's fabulous that they put that in, DHS's ability to require the uh, private sector to do certain things. But they put in this alternate measures section that basically says, if I'm the director of this new DHS office and I tell you you have to put a lock on your door and you come back and you say you don't, you haven't done a lock, but you have put on masking tape and you assert that that is the equivalent of what I've asked, then I can't object to that without some sort of real complicated process. So they need to strengthen the regulatory part a little bit. But overall, a very good bill. All the regulatory, you think it's written that way because it's just a feeling among some people that they just don't want to have government regulating too much? No, I think the the intent is good, which is that you don't want government writing prescriptive regulation. I think that's right. You don't want DHS trying to tell industries how to do their business. But you do want DHS to be able to set reasonable goals and then make people meet them. They admit to that in principle, but I think the way it's drafted gives a little too much wiggle room. If we had this discussion and I said you need a lock and you said I've got masking tape, if that is equivalent, I can't object to it. Well, who decides it's equivalent? Well, that's the director. What if the director says it isn't equivalent and the company says it is? What happens then? The answer is go to court. Not a good outcome for a regulatory agency. Not an impossible to fix problem, but a fixable problem. Why do you think they decided to have two senior cybersecurity officials, one in the White House, one in DHS. Was any of that part of Senator Collins' insistence that a lot of the control be in DHS? Yeah, that's that's the explanation. It's a, what I was told is this was a member-level issue, <laughs> right, meaning that some members want it in the White House and at least one member wants it at DHS. And the way they tried to fix the problem was by splitting the baby, but it can work? Again, this is where the, the bill is basically good. The idea that White House person sets strategy and the DHS person implements it, that's not a bad plan. That's a good plan. But it's not clear from the language 
that that's exactly what they meant. And part of it was, you know, when they started out, the DHS person was going to be reporting directly to the president and exercising a lot of authorities that are really more appropriate for the White House. And so they scaled that back, but it still shapes the language. The lines of responsibility aren't as clear as they need to be. Again, a fixable thing. The general theory is good, but they got to work on the language. But the idea of having uh, a Senate-confirmed person in both the White House and DHS is not necessarily a bad idea. I mean, it's, uh, Congress will, uh, I guess, an easier way to provide oversight. It's a religious issue. I the White House isn't going to object to Senate confirmation at an agency. They're just they're not going to accept Senate confirmation at the White House. And at the same time, the Congress always wants Senate confirmation. It's a religious issue, and they'll they'll have to work it out in the final details. It's not a big deal for me. Is it enough to block the bill by having a confirmable uh, cyber director in the White House? If the White House really wants something, they'll go along with confirmation. If they don't want something very badly, and I don't think there's much they're going to want in this bill, then they'll say, we'll block it unless you take that part out. That's the end game. Are you just say that there isn't much in this bill the White House wants? I think that's right. I think the, the White House is still kind of working through what they want as a strategy, and this bill forces the pace for them. If it passes, you think it will be signed? Yes, if it passes. That's right. Let me ask you about that in the passes. Talking to some people, they seem a little more optimistic today. The House has passed its version of the bill through the defense authorization, and you have uh, this bill getting support, and Rockefeller and Snow have come out and like the bill. Everybody's talking about getting all these bills together. How do you see today versus a week or two ago of cybersecurity legislation passing in 2010? You know, I still think there's a good chance. I think the positive scenario is they'll spend the next three or four months cobbling the bills together. They'll um, get it up for a vote. My bet is that, you know, we're about to go into election season, so they're not they're not going to be paying attention. But when they come back after the elections, there's a good chance that this could, if they have the package done, there's a good chance this could go through. Could it be part of the uh, Senate version of the defense authorization bill? I don't think so. It's possible they'll slip some of it in, but I don't think that's what they want to do right now. Don't know that for sure, though. If they pass their own bill, but the House bill is part of defense appropriations. Is there a way they could work that in conference, or would they have to then send their bill over to the House, and the House would have to consider it and then go to conference at that point? There's two issues. The first is that Rockefeller, Snow, and Lieberman Collins go into a lot of areas the House bills don't. And the second is that the House bill is very much do this in the White House. So there's a lot of overlap, but there's a, there's a few issues they need to work out. Does the House then add in the rest of the Senate stuff? And they will have to go through this drill of who's in the lead. Is it the White House or is it DHS? That's a debate they're going to have to have either way. It could be slipped into the Defense Authorization Act, but you know I think the issues are such that they might want to do it as an independent, as a standalone. Is this bill really needed? Yes. The things it does are things we should have done a while ago. It has some great stuff in it. The part about the no bonuses for agencies that haven't secured their networks. We've seen tremendous disasters at some of the civilian agencies, and nothing really happened, right? Uh, it, didn't, it took months for something to happen, and if there's a disaster 
and the leadership at the agency finds out that they can't get any bonuses, I bet you this will become priority number one the very next day. So there's some stuff in this bill, the stuff on regulation, the stuff on presidential authorities, the stuff on budget review. All that stuff is great. The stuff on standards. The Rockefeller workforce and standards things are just essential. These bills would really make a, a big improvement. Now, that said, people are going to scream and say they're not perfect, they need work. All that's true. They're not perfect and they need work. But if we can pull them together into good package, I think it would make a big improvement. And I say we because it's clear that the committees are very interested in consulting with the private sector and with outside experts. They're not trying to jam something down people's throat. They're making an effort. They know this has to be a team effort, and they're, they're trying to do that. You know, they've worked really hard on it. There's still some some issues that they will need to sort through, but I think overall it's it's in pretty good shape. With those couple exceptions, the regulatory exception and the role of DHS exception, major issues, not sure how they'll resolve them. The rest of the bill's pretty good, though. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Jim. I'm glad we finally got to talk. Okay, have a good day. You too. That was Jim Lewis of the Center for Strategic and International Studies. For GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.